Hello, everyone, to another episode where disease takes a dive and people come to thrive. Today, I'm going to be talking to you about something that affects millions of people, and it's affecting more and more people every day. In fact, this is getting a bigger diagnosis and is one of the hottest topics right now, which is brain health, Alzheimer's, and dementia. You know, right now, people are getting diagnosed as early as their 40s, and there seems to be no stop in sight. And so I really want to help you guys understand this better today because Alzheimer's disease is a form of dementia that can rob people of your ability to think clearly, just perform your everyday task, and ultimately remember who you even are. And I think there's a, a lot worse things than dying out there. And I believe just being you know, trapped in your body, being medicated, being in a nursing home, not having that quality of life is not something any of us were designed. And while this is becoming more and more common, it is not a normal part of aging. Dementia, Alzheimer's, these are not normals, but in our culture, we are seeing more and more of this. So, you know, I'm always on the lookout for Alzheimer's natural treatment options and just different Alzheimer's news. So I'm always scouring different medical journals, different resources, looking for different breakthroughs, different ways to help support that. Because as of now, there is no cure for Alzheimer's, but there are things you can do to help ensure that you never get Alzheimer's in the first place. And if you are going through that, things that you can do to slow down that process and even have a better quality of life. So, you know, there's much that we still don't know about the human brain, but thankfully there's been a lot of progress in the last couple of years on some pretty significant Alzheimer's breakthroughs. So I want to share some of those with you today. Now there are several different theories, including free radical damage, uh, an inability to use glucose properly, vitamin deficiencies, and even environmental toxins for the cause of this dementia and Alzheimer's. And while this disease, really, it affects a ton of people, about a third of people over the age of 85. Again, like I said, people are getting diagnosed now as early as their 40s. So I want to give you seven notable Alzheimer's breakthroughs today. I'm going to teach you what to do to avoid certain things that are going to increase your risk for Alzheimer's and then give you some options too. If you have these things in your family, if you have a mother, a father, an uncle, uh, a brother or sister that has been diagnosed with the dementia, the Alzheimer's, then you want to do some things to ensure that you're not turning on those genes that are going to lead towards the dementia, the Alzheimer's in your life as well. So number one, um, it totally depends on what you eat. Food does matter in this in this uh, disease. Now, here's the thing. You know the mantra, food is your medicine. Um, it's not just a hocus-pocus type of thing. You know, Hippocrates knew the importance of food and healing the body back in 400 BC uh, when he advised people um, in order to prevent disease and sickness that they first had to have a nutrient-packed uh, lifestyle. But here's the deal. When we look at science and the research is coming out, there's been a lot of research and discovery in the Mediterranean diet. It seems to be one of the diets that's protecting against Alzheimer's disease. In fact, there was a UCLA study published in the American Journal of Geriatric um, Psychiatry found that Mediterranean diets are one of the main lifestyle factors that seem to keep the brain from developing those toxic plaques and tangles associated with the development of Alzheimer's. So that plaque that I just talked about is characterized by deposits of a toxic protein called beta amyloid in the spaces between the nerve cells in the brain. Think of tangles of knotted threads um, of the tau protein found within the brain. And what happens is both are considered key indicators of Alzheimer's. 
So this new study used uh, PET, P-E-T imaging, to study the brain for changes. And it first started to demonstrate how lifestyle factors were influenced. Um, but then it also showed that people with subtle memory loss um, that hadn't been diagnosed with dementia were also showing signs when they didn't have a correlated lifestyle with this. So a healthy lifestyle factors in drastically in helping prevent the brain essentially from shrinking, which is going to essentially basically atrophies the brain. And that's what we're seeing in people with this Alzheimer's. So some of the food staples of the Mediterranean diet are things like fresh fruits and vegetables, especially a lot of the green leafy vegetables like spinach or kale. Um, olive oil is another one. A lot of nuts and seeds like almonds, even sesame seeds, like what's used in making tahini. Legumes and beans were another big one. This is something they found that was used a lot in the chickpeas made to use hummus. A lot of herbs and spices, especially things like oregano, rosemary, parsley. These are just super foods, super antioxidants. And then there's also things like they found that they, they ate whole grains, not just whole grains, but you know, in that area of the world too, grains are different than they are here in the United States. Ours have really been hybridized to, you know, be more productive, have bigger yields. Uh, but some of these more, I should say ancient grains are shown to have the best properties. They don't have the, the gluten intolerances that people have today, but also eating wild caught fish and seafood at least twice a week is part of that you know, high quality pasture raised poultry, eggs, cheese, goat milk, just like probiotic rich foods too, like kefir and yogurt, all consumed in moderation. And then red meat also um, on occasion about once a week, but these are grass fed. These are not corn fed either. And then plenty of fresh water, some coffee, some teas, and then oftentimes a daily glass of red wine too. So it's not to say you can't have those things, but you know, here's the thing. We do not want to have anything in excess, especially things like a glass of red wine. But there have been a lot of studies with this. There's been studies in a combination with the Mediterranean lifestyle and then even with things like the DASH diet or even with the ketogenic diet. Basically what this means is when you combine the higher fats, that shows to have a lot of impact on the brain health as well because 60% of your brain is fat. And a lot of times we tend to starve fat in our lives and in our lifestyle. And that'll be one of the things that atrophies your brain the quickest. But when we have these higher fat diets, it shows to help nourish the brain. It's a very healing diet. So when you combine those two components, you can have just a supercharged lifestyle that will really ensure that you're putting yourself on the right foot to avoid an Alzheimer's. Now, another thing we look at too is exercise. This is a really potent Alzheimer's preventer. So that same UCLA study um, that was conducted also produced some robust results surrounding exercising the brain and the protecting properties of that. So those who were more physically active on a regular basis also had the lowest levels of tangles and plaques on those scans, meaning they had a much lower risk of developing Alzheimer's. You know, while many types of exercises are certainly better than sitting around, uh, than sitting around um, if you're strapped for time, burst training, also known as high-intensity interval training, um, is a great option. Doing those three days a week, really a good way to help you get started. But keep in mind that though we need more research on how these exercises impact the brain, we know that it does melt away fat faster than traditional steady cardio. And here's the deal. I mean, when we have lower BMIs, your risk of these plaques and these tangles associated with Alzheimer's 
also go down. So, you know, there's a lot of research in this, but at the end of the day, we just got to get moving. If you're staying less active, if you're not getting that physical activity in, uh, you're going to have a bigger BMI range. You're going to have a more likelihood of developing Alzheimer's. Now, the other thing I want to look at with you too is just looking at your interaction with people. What they found was is that your job, your profession can act like an anti-Alzheimer's drug. So did you actually know that, yes, certain types of jobs can protect you from Alzheimer's because as humans, we are typically a very social creature and working directly with other people and instead of just you know isolated by ourselves is shown to offer protection against Alzheimer's. So scientists from Wisconsin Alzheimer's Disease Research Center and the Wisconsin Alzheimer's Institute looked at 284 brain scans of middle-aged people at risk for Alzheimer's disease. And what they found was that those who worked closely with people in complex work situations were able to better tolerate brain damage better than those who worked in more isolated settings. So those who worked in more social settings, examples, this might be teachers or doctors, seem to be able to better maintain cognitive function. And the research says that they also, as they analyze this, this more social engagement, um, not just in the work setting, but in all settings, helped your body be more, specifically your brain, be more resilient to these things. So being around people, volunteering, getting out and uh, being social with other people, these are all great things to be involved with. And all the research shows that you're going to have a less likelihood of developing cognitive brain decline when you're out and about and just being a social creature. Um, the other thing we want to look at too is even uh, with marijuana, how uh, it could protect the brain from Alzheimer's. So there's new research coming out there, especially a lot with cannabis on how um, the cannabis compounds and marijuana can block the progression of Alzheimer's. And so, you know, while these have been tested in labs and looked at plant compounds and, and different labs with like mice and things like that, there's still more clinical trials that need to be seen how it holds true in humans but there's a lot of promise with that as well. So something you definitely want to consider. And then we also look at avoiding certain prescription drugs and over-the-counter drugs because a lot of these things, uh, these, these drugs, these chemicals, will actually increase your risk for Alzheimer's. So to give you some examples, uh, drugs that are linked to dementia include popular sleep and allergy medications. You know, this is the time of year right now when people are popping the allergy meds and you know they're maybe they're not sleeping well too it's a very chronic thing in our culture and these are two of the most common drugs that are going to link to dementia so these include things like um uh, diphenhydramine for allergies uh dimahydrinate uh, for motion sickness and nausea there's like a combination of ibuprofen as well uh, for pain and sleep uh, doxylamine for allergies, among others. These pills have what are called anti-cholinergic uh, properties. And what, what this basically means is it blocks certain pathways in the brain. And these blocking these pathways are what lead towards increasing dementia and then, of course, eventually Alzheimer's. So there was a 2016 study published in, in JAMA Neurology, and they looked at using MRI and PET scans to show how these anti-cholinergic uh, uh, drugs lower brain metabolism and then that trigger higher triggers higher rates of brain atrophy so we definitely don't want to be on these things so there's certain antidepressants copd and asthma medications um, along with you know medications for overactive bladder issues 
all fall into this anti-cholinergic category. So you really want to be aware of this. But then there's also other drugs that do things that lead you towards having a higher risk for Alzheimer's. So drugs that affect your cholesterol, so these cholesterol-lowering drugs, these will also start to create brain fog, memory loss, cognitive decline, because it stops the normal production of cholesterol, which remember your brain needs high levels of cholesterol to function. And so these are also things that atrophy your brain. So while you might think, hey, you know what, I'm taking this cholesterol medication to lower my cholesterol, really ask yourself, why are you taking that? Because if it's taking it to lower your cholesterol because you're worried about a heart attack or a stroke, Research shows, and it actually tells you right in the commercials that they advertise for these cholesterol-lowering medications, that they do not decrease your risk for uh, heart disease or stroke. So why are you really taking these things? What they do increase your risk for is Alzheimer's. So is that really worth it to you? you got to ask yourself that question. Um, Number six that we look at is how your gut plays a role in Alzheimer's disease. So your gut is responsible for so much more than just digestion. In fact, again, another study in 2016, this was from the University of Chicago, found that a long-term dose of antibiotics changed the gut bacteria of mice in a way that seemed to help reduce levels of amyla beta proteins in mice brains. So this is preliminary research, and I certainly don't suggest we all start taking antibiotics, but what it says is, what it's leading towards is that when we have a gut issue, if our gut is overrun with opportunistic bacteria, it's going to throw off our microbiome balance and it's going to start to affect our brain. There's a direct correlation between the brain-gut connection there. And so they, they play huge into each other. So it doesn't mean go be on antibiotics because there's a lot of research that also shows that being on antibiotics creates a lot of other long-term problems. And if you're on those um, antibiotics as well, those can actually do the opposite effect and they will increase or decrease the microbiome and and the components there and lead towards also brain disease. So what you really want to do is you just want to heal that gut. You want to make sure you're restoring the properties of a healthy microbiome. And so you really got to look at that. When we're looking at all these things, whether it be your gut health, whether it be getting rid of toxins in your body, because that's another huge thing. Toxins are showing to really um, affect brain chemistry, things that cross over into the blood-brain barrier, things from like we just talked about, the medications, but even things on a daily basis that you're exposed to, cleaning products, personal products, um, things in our environment. These are all things that research shows starts to atrophy our brain. And if we can get these things out of our brain and out of our bodies, then we can set ourselves up for more success. But you've really got to have a personalized approach to treatment. So in 2016, again, this is this was a very deep year for finding research in Alzheimer's. What they found was, this is in the Journal of Aging, uh, researchers from Buck Institute and UCLA were able to use personalized treatment to actually reverse Alzheimer's disease in patients dealing with early stages of the disease. So what they use is they use a 36-point therapeutic personalized program that involves comprehensive changes to the diet, brain simulation, exercise, sleep optimization, um, and then also specific uh, vitamin supplementations and other steps that impact your brain chemistry and even doing things like helping to detox the body. And what they found was that they were able to get some very specific, tangible returns on that, and people were actually able to get back to work. 
that have been suffering from these severe symptoms. So there's definitely there's definitely merit to what's going on here, but you've got to look and understand that lifestyle really does matter, and especially when it comes to natural Alzheimer's treatment and prevention. So when you're looking at this, you got to customize things to you, right? Figuring out what is specific. You know, is it is it the toxicity that you need to worry about the most? Is it the gut health? Are there some lifestyle changes that you need to make? Is it maybe all the above? And really understand what is going to work best for you, what's going to make the biggest bang for your buck. So there are some top Alzheimer's foods that you can eat right now. But if you need some assistance, make sure you stick around to the end of this program, and I'll give you some opportunities that we can sit down together and actually process this together. And you can get a, a detailed plan or see if what the next step is for you. See if there is something we can do to help you either avoid the Alzheimer's before you're even having those symptoms, or if you're starting to have some of these things like the brain fog, the, fo- the forgetfulness, some of these issues that we see early on to slow down or even reverse that process in the meantime. So, but here are some, some top foods that we can eat to help avoid Alzheimer's. Number one is organic unprocessed foods. Make sure your diet includes plenty of real foods. Uh, these are foods that don't have an ingredients uh, labeling on the back of them. Vegetables, clean meats and fruits, all in moderations, consume these consistently. Um, we look at antioxidants such as vitamin A, C, and E. There's a lot of connection between free radicals and Alzheimer's. So if you can use more antioxidants and those foods to help combat the damage, that is key. Lots of spices, lots of herbs. Also, wild-caught fish, a great source of omega-3 fats. DHA specifically is good for brain health. We also look at foods high in zinc. Uh, many people with Alzheimer's are deficient in zinc, and zinc is in things like pumpkin seed, grass-fed beef, and even dark chocolate. We also look at coconut oil. This is a great source of fat. It gives your brain ketones, which serves as fuel for your brain instead of using glucose, which will atrophy your brain. Some people have seen significant improvement in memory after just adding coconut uh, to their diet. So a really thing you don't want to don't want to miss out on. But there are some foods that you want to avoid for sure. So any food containing toxins or additives. So these foods can be neurotoxic. Uh, be sure to especially avoid what's called the dirty dozen. So these are non-organic fruits and vegetables that are coated with neurotoxic agricultural chemicals. Uh, there are studies that show that people with higher levels of organ- organochlorine pesticides in their blood, including DDE, uh, a breakdown compound of DDT, face a higher risk of Alzheimer's disease. So it's also just best to avoid any processed foods. Um, Alcohol. So alcohol is a toxin, and it can cause brain cells to die faster than normal. In fact, there's such a thing as alcohol-related dementia, and research shows that that the frontal lobes of people diagnosed with alcoholism appear particularly susceptible to damage. So again, this isn't to say you can never have a glass of wine, but you definitely want to limit that and moderate that. Absolutely. Um, Looking at tap water too. Tap water can contain a lot of environmental toxins, including things like aluminum salts. So make sure you're testing your water. If you drink tap water, um, then you definitely want to make sure you get a filter, a really high quality one to filter out those contaminants. But you definitely want to make sure that water is where it's at. Even in your showers, a whole home filtration is the best if you're on uh, on city water. And then also avoiding the sugars and refined grains. You know, Alzheimer's can be caused by insulin resistance, similar to diabetes. So keeping your insulin levels low um, by eliminating sugar and refined 
grains will definitely be a huge impact in maintaining your brain health. And then foods that are packaged in aluminum containers. So aluminum is a neurotoxin and it's best to avoid it on, at any cost. In fact, research shows that aluminum enters neurons similarly to how iron does. So a lot of heavy metal toxicity, all these heavy metals, lead, mercury, cadmium, uranium, you name it, these are all things that will drastically affect your brain health and are linked to Alzheimer's. So you should particularly avoid heating foods in aluminum um, because the heat is known to release these toxic compounds. And then there's some natural supplements you can use. I, I love uh, supplementing with fish oil with DHA, at least 1,000 milligrams daily. But if you're going through a more advanced protocol, you want to be upwards of maybe closer to 4,000 milligrams, depending on what your customized program is for you. Uh, vitamin D3, you want at least 5,000 IUs daily on that. But again, that can be um, upped as well. Uh, about 200 milligrams daily of CoQ10 helps decrease um, or helps, sorry, basically compensate for the decrease of CoQ10 as we age. I can slow down that progression of Alzheimer's. And then ginkgo biloba, about 120 milligrams is a good maintenance dose there to help improve brain circulation and memory can be uh, affected by this as well. And then also phosphatidylserine, 300 milligrams daily. So this improves brain cell communication and memory and it's shown to be beneficial for early stage Alzheimer's disease. Um, some bonus things, ansaxanthin is a great one. It's a carotenoid antioxidant uh, found in wild caught salmon, but it can really help brain support. So you can take like anywhere from two to four grams, two times a day, really helps with that uh, oxidative stress in your body. Uh, I also like using essential oils. So frankincense and rosemary oils really are strong brain um, support and the function of the brain. Um, and just that neurological development. So you can take two drops of frankincense oil, um, put it on the roof of your mouth. Twice a day, you can take rosemary oil and rub it into your scalp after you get out of the shower. Uh, these are all great things that'll help stimulate that brain health. But at the end of the day, you know, Alzheimer's disease is not a normal part of aging. And although it's impacting a, a growing number of adults, it, it can be early on, as early as our 40s. And, you know, currently, it's incurable, but the disease characterized by these toxic plaques and tangles in the brains leads towards all types of, of symptoms, memory loss, personality changes, trouble performing everyday tasks, and obviously death. But there's a lot of meaningful therapies and, and processes and lifestyle changes that are very promising. And they can really take a huge role in helping uh, reverse some of these symptoms. And even I think the biggest thing is preventing these things from coming into your life. So when we look at things, understand that you've got to look back through, analyze your lifestyle, see where you can start to incorporate some of these things. And then if you have this history of Alzheimer's in your family, or you're just really worried about that, then I recommend you sit down with a health professional, um, holistic natural health professional, that's going to look at some natural options for you. Um, it might include things like getting toxins, getting tested for toxicity um, in your body. It might look at revamping your lifestyle and cleaning that area up. You know, there's a different components of looking at your gut health. There might be a combination of things, but at the end of the day, I don't want you to just guess with your health, and I don't want you to just try to do the shotgun approach because that doesn't really typically work very well. Some things, sometimes things stick, and sometimes they don't. In fact, oftentimes they don't stick, and so you could be doing some of these things, and you're like, well, this isn't really working for me, but 
one, you're not doing it in the right dosage. You're not doing the right compounds or the right quality of nutrients that you need to be getting. Or maybe there's underlying issues like toxicity issues or gut problems that you need some more advanced help with to customize a program for you. And until you get those things resolved, um, those other supplements or things you or foods you were eating aren't going to work all that well. So again, if you need more help, just feel free to reach out to us. Um, our contact information is pretty simple. You can go to the Dr. Chris, that's the drchris.com. Um, you can sign up for an, a, a virtual consultation with me. It doesn't matter where you are in the world. It doesn't matter if you're in the United States, Hong Kong, or Australia. We can figure out a way to work with you and help you out. But at the end of the day, it's about getting to the cause and figuring out, hey, are there things that are preventable? Are there things you can do now to fix things? And if you can't, well, hey, you know, I'll let you know that. But at the end of the day, I'm pretty sure like there's probably a 95% chance that there are things you can do now to ensure that this doesn't become part of your reality or even start to help reverse some of these early stages that you're starting to develop. So until next time, remember your body needs no help healing, just no interference.